0: There, please, MP. Just that pile. It looks, um, it looks, um, but I said I've got some things to say by God today. And uh, so the things that Pastor John said over me that I would bring revelation. I just want to pray that. I just want to pray that. Want us to pray that together for me? All right. Okay. Hmm. All right, I'm just going to see where it is. Oh, Pastor John. Pastor Sharon will be flowing in an anointing that will be new. Will you just all agree with us, Pray? Pastor Sharon, I will be flowing in an anointing that is new today. It, will, it is sure. It will be strong. And it will reinforce and bring new insight and revelation to what God has given us As a momentum, she will have the mind of Christ. She will follow all the ways of God in everything that needs to be done. Right. So, last week, I ministered on a time of temptation. And this week, I'm going to continue along that vein. Yeah, I'm going to continue it. This will be the temptation of the time, part two, the crossover. So this is, I'm just going to read this as it came to me. To be asleep, to not take hold, to see, to not pray for this time, your part, to continue to play, to be spiritually dull, giving so much of your time to the natural realm, to not be spiritual, speaking natural words, thinking natural thoughts, busy with natural activities, and giving so much attention to yourself, what you want to do, where you want to go, what you want to say, just not changing, still the same you when there's all this new, when he is here to take us in. To cross over, to transform us for this His time in history. Right. So, at a very strategic time of God, Jesus' disciples fell asleep in a very critical time on God's timeline when something very momentous something very epic, something very monumental and cataclysmic was happening, his disciples fell asleep. Now, this is not the first time you've heard me speak this in these last few weeks, but we are going to go into it more depth. We're going to look at Matthew 26. We're going to read it together. You need to let Scripture speak to you, and you need to see how easy it is to fall asleep. When you think you're awake, you could be fast asleep. Just because you got up in the morning and your eyes opened up and your body started moving does not mean you are spiritually awake. Right? This is a spiritual alertness and an awakeness that God is requiring from us heritage of faith church at this time. Each and every one of us. He doesn't want one person to get left out of it. What he's doing right now. So, what is he doing right now? Well, There's a crossover, transformation, spiritual crossover, spiritual transformation happening now. There is a multiplication happening now. It's happening now on God's timetable. And in God's calendar for us, this is what's happening. So we're going to have a look. At how asleep you, could, you and I could be at a very critical time in God's history. Then comes Jesus with them. I'm reading from the King James. Then comes Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane. And saith unto the disciples, sit ye here while I go and pray Yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Now you must understand that this is a time of Jesus right now where he is not at that time. That was that time. Jesus is at a time now with us leading the charge of a crossover. Right? So I'm wanting you to see what the Lord is saying here to you and I today. Tarry here with me and watch with me. Watch with me. Be awake. Be alert. Be spiritually. Watch with me. Me, Jesus, I know what's going down here right now. This was initiated by my father and activated by my father for me at this time, for this to be happening to me. Jesus is saying to Heritage of Faith Church, watch with me now because I have activated this in this ecclesia, what is happening right now. I, Jesus, have activated it. I've initiated it. It was not your idea or Pastor John's idea to have a crossover at this time and have a total transformation going through, going through on dry ground, picking up stones and having a total Transformation of thinking, of being, having something, having a people being formed into something that were never those people before. Transform. We are being formed by the word of God and the messages that are coming to us. How do you think my exchange came into being? Was because of the messages of God that transformed. God's messages transform us. We are now at a strategic place of further maximum transforming of all of our thinking, crossing over. From darkness, where we've been in and out of the light and darkness, light and darkness. Now, going through the veil of the blood, those pictures that Pastor John showed us there, for a reason, we are going through completely. We're going to stay in the light now. That's what this crossover is about. I'm not sometimes in the dark, living in the systems of this world, and I'm sometimes in the light, and I'm sometimes in the darkness of the, the dark the dark force of this world, the prince of the power of, of, he's the darkness. He is the dark one, Satan. He is hate. He hates God. He hates you. He hates me. He hates humanity. And he operates as an active spiritual being to do whatever he can to any human being with that hatred. Right? Right? So, he hates the church. He hates even the very idea of Ecclesia, that there can be an order and a pattern of God so that the glory of God will fall. So that there will be a people that will not be lawless, but a people that will walk in the order and the ways of God that will rule and reign with him in this specific time. So, look at this. Stay here, tarry you here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. So this is not an emphasis now on the sufferings of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. That's coming to you. The scripture is not coming to you with that purpose. Do you understand this? It's about a specific strategic time that he needed disciples to have recognition of and stay with him and be with him in the time, right? So, and he comes to his disciples and findeth them asleep. He findeth them asleep. Did he not say, Watch with me? Did he not say, Watch with me? Be awake. Don't sleep. He comes and he finds them asleep. And said unto Peter, "What? What? What? Could you not watch with me? What heritage of faith people? Could you not be present and awake and active crossover with me? I'm leading the charge of the crossover and the could you not undergo transformation?" at a time when I said it was going to happen to you? What? See that? What? Could you not watch? Could you not even be awake for one hour? Watch, watch, be awake and pray that ye enter not into temptation. Like I've said to you before, this was not Jesus' deep need for somebody to please pray with Him at His time, in His great time of need. Jesus was doing His own praying and His own being awake with His Father. Him and His Father were locked in like this into this time that He was supposed to go to the cross. I read somebody's Commentary that said, that said, it could even be that it was not so much that Jesus didn't want to go to the cross, is that he was agonizing over the timing of it. It Is this time? Okay, so that's the thought process. I'm not saying I agree with it or not, but Jesus was having his own prayer time. Jesus, Father, Completely connected in this moment, in this time when he's to go to the cross and die. So he wasn't saying to them, stay awake for me. Please stay awake for me. He said to them, watch and pray that you don't enter into the temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. I know Peter, I know disciples, I know you love me and you say a whole lot of things. But when it comes to the actual crunch time of the timeline of God, that's when awakeness really counts. What are you saying, Lord? What are you saying through Pastor John? What instructions are you giving me? Through these messages, Lord, what do you want me to see? I'm awake in the Spirit I'm awake spiritually. What are you saying right now to us all? So he went away again the second time and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again. Asleep again. That's why the gathering and the assembling of the saints is so crucial, crucial, vital, because we stay awake together. That's what that scripture means when it says, don't neglect the assembling of yourselves together, as is the habit of son. Some, But even more so when you see the day approaching, even more so at a critical time of God when He's saying something and He's doing something. Do you assemble together? Be present, be with each other because that's how you're gonna stay awake. You're gonna stay awake together. So if you fall asleep, What do you expect Pastor John and I to do? Must we stay awake? When God is wanting a people, that he's got a purpose and a plan with the people, not with Pastor John and I. His plan with Pastor John and I is for a people to be transformed and come with him in his purposes and his plans together to cross over. And be formed into a people that were never like this before. And now we're like this. So. And he came and found them asleep again. For their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time saying the same words. See he's, he's got his prayer time with God. He's got this. Him and Father. And then he comes to his disciples and said to them, Sleep on now. Sleep on now. Take your rest. The hour's at hand. In other words, everything that you could have done before the moment arrives and you didn't do, it's time now. It's no reason for me to say to you anymore, Why are you still sleeping? There was a, a hope in me that the first time I said to you, just watch with me, but then you slept. And then I said to you again, "Be watch with me. What what are you sleeping for? And then there was an, an expectation and a hope in me that there would be an awakeness in you, that there could be an alertness in you so that you could have a recognition and you could watch. You're supposed to watch so that you can see something. So so then he said, now you can sleep because there's nothing more you can do because the hour's at hand. What's going to happen is going to happen now. And so Luke 22, I'm going to read you this account. Luke 22, 39 to 46. This is Luke's account. And Jesus came out and went as he was wont or as he usually did to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, pray that you enter not into temptation. Pray that you enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if you be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. Right, remember? Remember? My first message on temptation that I brought you, that sometimes that temptation for you to yield to Satan is so strong. To yield to yourself and your self-love and your self-way is so strong. But Jesus is a scripture that says, because Jesus was tempted in all ways like as we, he is able to run to the aid of and to assist those that are being tempted. Isn't that a beautiful scripture? So, but even then, even then with the disciples, he was running to their aid to assist them so that they wouldn't be tempted, but they slept. They slept. And so pray that you enter not into temptation. Okay, where was I? And there appeared an angel, 43, unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was, as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciple, he found them sleeping for sorrow. He didn't find them awake for joy. Because Jesus had told them countless times, I have to die. But on the third day, I'm going to rise again. He had told them many times. So they got it all wrong. They got got it all wrong. They slept for sorrow instead of being awake for joy. That That he told them that he was fulfilling the purpose of the Father. It was the will of the Father for him to die and be risen again on the third day. They just didn't get it. So he found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said to them, why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. So the Lord has me here today to tell us all. This is a time like that for him. This crossover, this message of the 1st of October that God made it so simple to us last Sunday, saying just, if you can't do everything, just do one message of Pastor John's from the 1st of October. Just Stick with that one. Get revelation from that one. Get instruction. Get correction. Get revelation. Get it from that message. God is speaking to these people in this church. If you are visiting today, then whatever God will give you, that's fine. But this is house, home, business, this today. This is for this people that are planted in this church that God has called here to Pastor John for his assignments with their assignments to fulfill what God says to do in the earth. Right. So, it's a time like this right now. Luke 24, 1 to 11 from the Amplified Bible. We're going to look at this very carefully now. But on the first day of the week at early dawn, the woman went to the tomb taking the spices which they had made ready, and they found the stone rolled back from the tomb. But when they went inside, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And while they were perplexed and wondering what to do about this, behold, two men in dazzling raiment suddenly stood beside them. And as the women were frightened and were bowing their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among those that are dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember, now these are the angels that heard Jesus teaching his disciples what was gonna happen. The angels even knew that Jesus told his disciples completely, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna be given up to men, I'm gonna rise again on the third day. Here's the angels telling them again. Remember how he told you While he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be given over into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise from the dead. Remember, he told you. The angels are telling them that. And they remembered his words. Oh yeah, oh yeah. God doesn't want to be telling you about the crossover, you and I, about the crossover next year. You go, oh yeah, oh yeah, the crossover. What was that again? What was that again? To be asleep, to not take hold to see, to not pray for this time your part, to continue to play. Pastor John read about the party Christians. They just party, they want to party. To continue to play, to be spiritually dull, give so much of your time to the natural realm, to not be spiritual, having natural conversations, thinking natural thoughts, busy with natural activities, giving so much attention to yourself, what you want to do, where you want to go, what you want to say, just not changing, still the same you when this, there's all this new, when he is here to take us in, to cross over, to transform us for this, his time in history. So in eternity to come, if you did not cross over, you, in the message, with the Holy Spirit and with everybody else around us, when you did not cross over, you will not be able to say ever to the Lord, I didn't know. Because you know. You do know. Jesus did tell his disciples what was going to happen to him. They just, a statement Pastor John made, the Lord You must let the Lord speak to you what he wants to say to you, not what you want him to say to you. That's not how they, they didn't want Jesus to say that to them. Because even Peter was wanting to rebuke Jesus. I want you to say what I want you to say to me, Jesus. I don't want you to tell me that this is going to happen to you. We have to let God speak to us and tell us what he wants to say to us, not what we, want, what we want him to say to us. And so, and they remembered these words. And having returned from the tomb, they reported all these things to the 11 apostles and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James and the other woman with them who reported these things to the apostles. But these reports seemed to the men an idle tale, madness, feigned things, nonsense. They did not believe the woman. They didn't even hear what Jesus told them. That I'm going to... He didn't only tell them once that I'm going to die. There's many accounts, many opportunities that Jesus took to tell them. So, they did not believe the woman. Let me see. I've made some notes here. Matthew 24, my King James Bible. So let me go there and just see. Lord, hallelujah. This is such a holy time. This time of the crossover, and the time of the transformation of a people going across. Becoming. It's so big to God. It's so huge to Him. He's giving it to us for us to transform. Okay, Matthew, let's just see here what the Lord wanted me to read. Matthew, <sighs> no, I can't go there. Oops. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go to the next scripture, Matthew 25, 1 to 13. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. These are all born again. They're all Christians. They've all received Jesus as Lord and Savior. The kingdom of heaven shall be likened unto all Christians. Ten virgins, which took their lamps, went forth to meet the bridegroom, And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. They took no oil with them. They took no strong, fortified, personal relationship one-on-one with the Holy Spirit with them. Oil is a type of the Holy Spirit who lives with you every day. He lives with you. The foolish ones are those who have no living personal relationship with the Holy Spirit in the order of God in His ecclesia, receiving messages, hearing what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the churches. They took none of that oil They took none of that Holy Spirit with them. They took none of the Holy Spirit with them. Wanting to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit as it suited them the way they wanted to have a relationship with Him. Not allowing Him to be everything that Jesus said He would be to us. Leading us, guiding us into all truth. Strengthening us all the time, standing by us all the time, being the one that we pray with consistently, the one that would bring us revelation, the one that brings in revelation all to all the churches, those that will hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to Ecclesia. Those, if you will have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to Ecclesia. Through messengers. They took no oil with them. They had a lamp. They had a light, yes, born again. Spirit of God living in them, but nothing more than that. Totally occupied with natural things. Totally going about what they wanted to do, when they wanted to do it. But then there was a cry and a call. And I hear that cry and that call, crossover. Cross, I hear it. I hear it every day. Why do you hear it, and I don't, Pastor Sharon, Well, I've got that oil with the Holy Spirit. Why do you not have? And if you do have that, then you too are hearing the call. You are hearing the cry of the crossover. There was a cry made. Behold, Jesus comes. Go out to meet Him. Cross over. Go. Cross over. Transform. Let the Holy Spirit, the oil, do its work in you completely to take you. Give yourself to Him. Oh, Jesus Give us your oil. Foolish said, then, okay, come. Go out to meet him. This is the cry that I'm hearing with crossover. I'm coming out to meet him. I'm up and awake and saying, I'm listening to those messages over and over and over again. I'm not giving myself so much to natural things. I'm giving myself to the spirits to get... Make sure I've got oil. I've got oil. The Holy Spirit is all my oil. He's all my oil. He's all your oil. He is your oil. The Holy Spirit is your oil. And everything you let Him say to you, everything you obey Him in, everything you you let Him do in you, everything that you believe that Jesus said about the Holy Spirit, Everything that you believe 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says about the Holy Spirit. You cannot know anything spiritual without the Holy Spirit. You cannot know anything spiritual without the Holy Spirit. Everything spiritual is of the Holy Spirit and from the Holy Spirit. So, if you remember, there was a tongue and interpretation that came forth. These things are spiritually discerned. Do you remember that in this congregation? But they are foolishness to the natural mind. I'm going to read this to you. Let's go to First to Corinthians chapter two, and let's go to verse nine. This see, the apostle speaking to the church at Corinth saying, I'm coming to you with messages. I'm coming to you with messages. I don't come in man's words of wisdom. I come in demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith can rest in the power of God and not in me. So then he says this, But as it is written, verse 9, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, the things God has prepared for them that love Him, but God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. If you have nothing going with you and the Holy Spirit, you have no revelation. The Holy Spirit is the one that reveals things. That's why I take that message that came, that the Spirit of God said to this church on a Sunday, For the revelation of the Holy Spirit to come to me. So, God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knows no man but the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God knows everything about God. Everything of God, and He's the one that reveals it to you. He reveals it to me. Because when you've received revelation, oh, ma, 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 when your eyes are opened and you've received revelation from the Holy Spirit, and you know that you know that you know something, oh, that's when you walk free. That's when you become a free man, when the Holy Spirit reveals to you. Now, verse 12, we have not received not the spirit of the world. We have not received the spirit of the world. And yet God's people are flowing in the spirit of the world. They flow, they flow and they go in the spirit of the world. But we've not received the spirit of the world. But we can receive the spirit of the world. But God's not given us the spirit of the world. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. The natural man receives not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Those disciples said, you women are talking nonsense. They receive not. The natural man, giving yourself to natural things all the time, not giving yourself to the spirit and the spiritual things, you cannot receive the things of God because they are spiritually they are spiritually discerned. The natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So you might have mental assent to the things that Pastor John preaches, and you go, yes, yes, yes. That's not revelation. You're just agreeing. You can have just have mental assent. When the Holy Spirit reveals something to you, You and the Holy Spirit had that. You and the Holy Spirit had that. That's your oil. He that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ when the Holy Spirit reveals things to you, and you are in that place of relationship with the Holy Spirit who is revealing things to you, and he is the revealer. He is. He wants to. That's 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 what he lives in you for, to reveal the things of God to you. Glory to God. And the foolish said to the wise, Matthew twenty-five, eight. Oh, verse seven cry was made. Verse 7, then all the virgins rose, trimmed their lamps. All the Christians were going, oh, something's happening in the church. Something's happening. What's happening? What's happening? We all hear a cry. Oh, oh, something's happening in the church. What's happening? Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, not so. With what I've described to you about what your oil is, how can you give that to someone else? You can only speak out of your spirit to encourage a brother or a sister who has nothing going with the Holy Spirit. who has nothing of walking in the ways that the Holy Spirit is teaching here in this ecclesia, of being planted. You're not planted. How many times does God need to say this to us? You're not planted because you attend church. You just come to church. You're not planted because you come, you, you attend church. You are planted Because you've got plants growing in you from the messages. That's the only way you get planted. Otherwise, you just attend church. But I'm always here. What's growing? A planted one is roots. You've got roots growing into the soil of the messages and the words that God is bringing here. So that fruit can come up from that word. Fruit can grow up in your life. That's what transforms us. That's what forms us. That's what makes us to be a brand new creature. Is His living word, living in us, letting His word, His words that He's speaking to us, all His current words. Yes, we know that it's His precious holy written word, but it's also the word that comes to us from Pastor John by the Holy Spirit must be in your minds and in your hearts for us as a people. You're not planted because you attend church. Because you sit here, you can sit here every Sunday and never change. Because you like the spiritual energy that comes from Pastor John and I, you like it. You've trained your soul to like it. And never becomes revelation to you, and it never there's never an application of it, and a transformation of that word in your life and in your heart. So you can sit here for years and years, and never change, because your soul lacks the spirit, the real it's real spiritual energy that comes from Pastor John, it's real spirit life that comes from me. It's what I got from the Holy Spirit. It's what Pastor John got from the Holy Spirit. And even your spirit likes it. But you're going to have nothing growing in you until you take it for you. I told you. That's how my, my father taught me. My father, the Holy Spirit taught me. Jesus taught me. When I was planted at my church, he said, "Now you t- I will speak to you while this message is coming to you from the pastor who has heard from me. I will speak to you and you make note. We didn't have audios that we could record, although I would get as cassettes afterwards. and And listen to the cassettes sometimes. But you'd make note and then you go through it during the week. What was he doing? He was training me to get oil. To get oil. To get the oil. What is the Spirit of God saying to this church? This is amazing. I didn't intend to go this way, but God wanted to go like this. He wanted to go like this. You're everything. Is with the Holy Spirit. Listening to him. Obeying him. Honoring him. Regarding him. Wow. Your everything is with the Holy Spirit who lives with you. He lives with you. He lives with you. He lives with you. He lives with you. 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 So, and the wise answered, not so lest there not be enough for us and you, but go rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. Go, go buy. You'll see, read that in Revelation. Go and buy, sell for your eyes and go and buy, you know. Go buy, go buy, go go buy without cost. Go get your Preciousness with the Holy Spirit yourself. Go get it for yourself. Because you can. Because you've got a lamp. And so, and while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. The moment came. Like Jesus said, okay, now you can sleep on because the moment's come now. The hours come. See? See what God's saying here? The moment came. The bridegroom came and they were, that were ready went in with him to the marriage or to the things of the time that Jesus was involved in. You can see in the book of Revelation, there's Jesus on a white horse and there are people that have washed their garments and they've made their robes white and they're with him. In the moment and in the timeline, they're with him. They're with him. Hallelujah. People are with him. In the book of Revelation. They were they that were ready, were ready. Oh, oh, Pastor John saying, be ready, be ready, be ready, be ready. You have to be spiritually ready. You have to be spiritually ready. Spiritually ready. Pastor Sharon, how do I be spiritually ready? How do I be spiritually ready? Oh Jesus. I'm going to just tell you what you already know, okay? I'm going to tell you a big one. I want to have my part in all of this. I want to have my part in all of this, Lord. Where is my book, plans, purposes? Is it in my brown bag, my blue bag? My book, plans, purposes. I did bring it. Thank you, MP. You can go and get it for me. Thank you, MP. So the door shut. And afterward came also the other virgins. Everybody, they all woke up. They all heard something's happening. Something's happening in the earth. Something's going on. sure Jesus up to something. I wonder where it is. I wonder how it's coming, you know. So afterwards came also the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, us too. open to us. And he answered and said to them, verily I say unto you, I know you not. But aren't they born again Christians? Jesus is not saying, I don't know you. You're not born again. Jesus is saying, I'm not in an intimate relationship with you. That word, no. I know. You're not in an intimate relationship with me. I'm not in an intimate relationship with you. We never talk. You don't let me talk to you. You don't listen to me. You don't obey me. You don't want to know me. You just want me to live in you all the time. You're satisfied with the fact, thank you, MP. You're satisfied with the fact that you're born again, you're going to heaven, so you don't have to be afraid anymore one day. When you die, you go to heaven. He's saying, but an intimate, knowing relationship, no. No, 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 no. It's those that are in an intimate, knowing relationship with me that come in with me because they see it. Because re- they're, they're in an intimate, knowing relationship with me, I've revealed things to them. They, they know things. They know things because I've revealed things to them. Right? So they can come, they're ready. They're ready. And so, I know you not. Watch, therefore, verse 13, watch, 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 watch. For you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man comes. Well, that means not his second coming. No, 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 no. It's the time when he comes, remember when he came at Jericho and Joshua saw him, the man drawn with a sword, at a strategic time, when he comes at a strategic time. When he comes at a strategic time, you heard the call, you heard the cry, you heard my voice, you got the oil, and you're coming with me. Watch, watch, watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man comes. But we do know, I do know, I do know the hour that he's come now in, I know. Why? Where did I find out what the hour is? It's what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. So... Hmm... Please, Lord, can you just give me another five minutes and I will finish off with something very important, but I am I have got written here Ephesians out of the TPT. Ephesians five fourteen. The Lord wants you to see this. Ephesians five fourteen. See, this is the time for you to make a complete switch now. This is the time for you to take everything very seriously now. This is the time to do. To, you may have been asleep before, but the, the, the cry has come. The call has been made. God's called it. God's called it. And so Ephesians 5.14. Let me see here. 5.14. Arise, you sleeper. Rise up from your coffin, and the anointed one will shine his light into you. Be very careful how you live, not being like those with no understanding, but live honorably with true wisdom, for we are living in evil times. Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purposes. Wow. You see, if you only sit with that scripture for the rest of the week, you will consider how you're living your life. Are you living them for His purposes or for your own purposes? Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for His purposes. And don't live foolishly, for then you will have discernment to fully understand God's will. Then you'll know God's plan for your life. And don't get drunk with wine, which is rebellion, Instead, be filled continually with the Holy Spirit. Right. So, temptation as a people to not fully, fully build the bridges, to not completely cross over to transform. We are in the exact time of temptation as all those, as all those in the church in the wilderness were. God initiated, God activated There have been and are amazing responses to the Lord in this congregation. There are those of us, some of us that have long reached the point of no return. Some of us are very far gone already. Some are a ways along the bridges of the systems God is obliterating. Educational, financial, church system, the crossover, transforming us people into something that has never been before. In our deep thinking of our minds, many have overcome. Many have been tempted and yielded. Many are in a cycle of temptation right now. I'm talking about this church, God is talking about having justifications, excuses, and reasons. And so, I will end, he said to me, to end with the beginning. But you said this to me. You asked, Oh, Pastor Sharon, I know you didn't actually say it to me with your mouth, but there were hearts, some of your hearts cried out now. How? How do I have this with the Holy Spirit? How do I get the oil? Well, listen to this. It's so important to learn to wait before the Lord and pray out the mystery of God's plan for our lives. One way of doing that is to pray in other tongues. The Bible says when we pray in tongues, we are praying mysteries to God. He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men but unto God. For no man understands him, howbeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries. He speaks divine secrets in the spirit. Many of the things that happened to us, or the things that should have happened but didn't, 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 are as a result of our failing to pray out. God's plan. You see, God has planned many things for us in the future. That as we pray in the Spirit, we will be praying out ahead of time. We can pray in the Spirit, both in tongues and in our native language, when we pray by the unction of the Spirit. In fact, what is happening in your life in the present Is as a result of what you have or have not prayed out in days gone by. There's it. There it is. There it is. Because we've thought that the baptism and the infilling of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues is so insignificant in our lives. We've treated it... We've treated it with disregard and disrespect. And the way you can... check it for yourself, is that you don't actually pray in the Holy Ghost. You don't pray out. You don't believe what the Bible says about praying in other tongues. You don't believe what the Bible says. You don't believe that when you pray in tongues, you're speaking out God's divine mysteries for your life. You don't believe that. Because if you believe that, then you would be praying out. You would be praying out God's plans for you. So that's a very casual, Approach, it's a casual approach that the body of Christ at large, Christians at large, have had to praying in the Holy Ghost. It's not such a big deal. What? On a day like a rushing mighty wind, the Holy Spirit came from heaven, sat like tongues of fire, languages of fire on everybody, and filled them, and filled them. And they began to speak with other languages as God gave them utterance as the Holy Spirit gave them apothegomai. He gave them utterance. He gave them apothegomai. He gave them a language of light, language of life, language of luminousness, language of radiance, language of light to speak out appropriate words. And so lightly have we taken such a time of God that the Holy Ghost came on that day. He came on that day to fill all men with Himself. Glory to God. Jude, book of Jude, pray. Build yourself up on your most holy faith. Praying with the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Keeping yourself with that in the love of God. Glory to God. So that is certainly along with the message that God brings where you're planted and praying in the Holy Ghost, there's your oil. There's your oil. There's all the oil you need. It's not a hard thing. It's just a thing your flesh doesn't want to do. It's just a thing your flesh doesn't want to do. It's a thing your flesh has decided I'm not going to be doing much of this. What can God do when he's made it so easy? What can God do? What must God do? But he wants to help you. He wants to help you. Today, he's bringing you some really he's bringing you He's bringing you your way out. He's bringing you your way out. He's bringing your way out of this. I'm finishing with this. He's bringing you your way out to be asleep. To not take hold to see. To not pray for this time, your part. To not pray for this time, your part. To not pray out for this time, your part. It means you actually have to sit Somewhere with God, like we're sitting together now, you feel how much your flesh resists this now. Now you're not going to pray for Pastor John. You're going to pray for yourself. Right now, you're going to close your eyes. You're going to pray out your part in this crossover. Let's close our eyes now. You are praying to the Father, mysteries and secrets, your part. Shamanas to poreme. Shamara Pasha no premorebe. Na kara mara korebereme. Shabas ka Yakashadava lopere peseleti. Shamanaka satut sepelaki. Shabrisa notekere felepira profesereti. Yakkareshore profesereti. Na kara kushe fere profesi. Na parakara kureshefreti. La harakute Petekaratu. The Aragure Pere Vasca tote, the Pesetila Cote Perifa, Shamaracote Pesiferesa Nete Keleti, La Aragute Pete Petacashefi, La Aragute Petifesis at the Puke Tefromura Peracereti, Yaparacute seperpeshe necarecerti, Acula care testa de vera certi, Tacalataro. Okay, I'm going to just stop it right there now. Now, your mind is already going, What is this doing? I can't hear anything, I don't feel anything. I don't see anything. What is this doing? Everything. It's doing everything. It's not about how you feel while you're doing it. It's about what you believe why you're doing it. Glory to God. So, I'm going to finish with this. Really going to finish now. To be asleep, to not take hold to see, to not pray for this time, your part, to continue to play, to be spiritually dull, giving so much of your time to the natural realm, to not be spiritual, speaking natural words, thinking natural thoughts, having natural conversations, busy with natural activities, giving so much attention to yourself, what you want to do, where you want to go, how you feeling, what you want to say, just not changing, still the same you when there's all this new. When he is here to take us in, to cross over, to transform us for his time in history. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you now for this word that you have brought through me. Lord, I commit them, I commend them to this word which is able. It's able to save them, and it's able to give them their rightful inheritance, Lord. This is your word through me to them. I commend them to your word in Jesus' name. And I have declared today as Pastor John would, Lord, they are blessed going out, are blessed coming in. They are surrounded and protected by the word of God and the blood of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are going to help us as a people to wake up properly. You're going to help us as a people to be wide awake. And we just say, Lord, we give ourselves to you completely. Help us, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are our helper. You are our everything. Be so blessed in Jesus' name, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. I'll see you at um, one Mm o'clock.